Beginning around the year 1700 and continuing on into the 18th century, the Enlightenment was a period of intellectual awakening around the world. And it was followed by incredible advances in technology and industry and travel to such a degree that the movement known as modernism awakened as the 20th century approached. Now, modernism was rooted in the goal of making everything new doing away with the old established things, doing everything differently, shaking off the conventions that had survived the Enlightenment and embracing new practices and new philosophies of living befitting of the evolution that man was undeniably undergoing. It was an era of unparalleled optimism. There was a general sense at the beginning of the 20th century that Humanity was tapping into her potential, and the century ahead would be filled with unrivaled prosperity, freedom, and advancement in every area of living. If you're a student of history, then you know that that's not how the 20th century played out. There was World War I, possibly the most unnecessary war of all time, followed by the Great Depression, followed by World War II, the Korean War, the Cold War, the Vietnam War, and that's not to say anything of Stalin's Russia, Pol Pot's Cambodia, genocide in Rwanda, colonialism, and on and on and on and on and on I could go. The 20th century goes down in history as the bloodiest century in history by a mile. And I know you're thinking, worst Christmas message ever, Jeff, but hang with me because we're going somewhere good. After World War I, philosophers were devastated. They were devastated because this great new era of human history that they believed was coming had turned into the exact opposite. Instead of the 20th century being defined by man's greatness, it was being defined by the absolute worst of humanity. And so modernism gave way to postmodernism. And postmodernism had the same desire to make things new, but postmodernism was married to jadedness, this certain cynicism that was inevitable following the disappointment of the first half of the 20th century. Postmodernism abandoned completely the idea of moral obligations and embraced the idea that morality, right and wrong, were just relative constructs. In other words, what right what's right for you is, is right for you and you've got to do what's right for you and I got to do what's right for me because what's right for you might not be right for me. And this self-indulgence defined the 80s. There's really no other explanation for parachute pants other than complete indulgence. And most of the 90s, but since the year 2000, the world has been on a strange trajectory philosophically, if you stand back and look at the state of the world, because right now in society, we recognize that things in the world are not the way that they should be. We believe everyone should be able to live however they desire, but we're also increasingly believing as a culture that there are certain things every person should do and should believe, must do and must believe. In other words, despite our claimed desire to let everyone do what they want, society is beginning to believe in new conventions, new traditions, new socially rigid expectations, and there's 
no defining term yet for this new philosophical age. The world is wildly cynical. Everything is awful and wildly optimistic at the same time. And this fascinates me, this fascinates me because the world is so concerned with how many things in the world are messed up and going wrong, yet at the same time so incredibly confident in our ability to fix everything that is wrong with the world. Well, if we could just get everybody to stop using plastic, all our problems would be solved. If we would just open all international borders, peace would break out across the earth. If we would all just commit to have only one child, then we would all turn into better people and wars would stop. If we would just be, be nice to each other, if we can just solve poverty, then there'll be no violence and there'll be no wars. If we could just, if we could just, if, if we could just, if we could just. There's this profound belief that we can change the trajectory of the world, change the trajectory of the future. And that's how the world was feeling at the beginning of the 20th century. But in reality, they were actually far more optimistic than the most optimistic among us today. But there's a problem, and it's a problem most of us humans don't want to admit. There's something broken inside of us that prevents us from being the person that we truly want to be, the person we know that we should be. The Apostle Paul said it like this in Romans seven nineteen. He said, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. And the human race wants to believe that we can all get together and create peace and harmony in the world. But the truth is we're struggling just to create peace and harmony in ourselves, in our own relationships. But we're drawn to these big ideas, this talk of worldwide revolution because it's like zooming out on an image. It stops my individual life being in focus and lets me ignore the obvious observation that I need a revolution in my own life. It's easier to just zoom out and talk about the revolution we need in the world and ignore the fact that I need a revolution in my own life. Two or three Christmases ago, I gave Charlene an electric heating pad because she's cold all the time. Every night when we get into bed, summer, winter, it doesn't matter, it's absolutely freezing cold. She's freezing cold. And she loves this thing. She must have told me a hundred times, this is the best gift I've ever given her. I know, pretty low bar, right, apparently, but <laughs> it wasn't very expensive. It wasn't a very spectacular gift. I think the kids said, what is that? when they opened it up. It wasn't even on her wish list the year I bought it, but what made it such a great gift is that it was exactly what she needed. She hadn't even realized that she needed it, but the first time that she used it, she couldn't imagine life without it. A great gift meets a need that you have, but the greatest gifts meet needs that you didn't even know you had. And the second you have it, you cannot imagine living without it. In James 4, James writes this. He says, what is causing the quarrels and the fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Now get this, yet you don't have what you want because you don't 
ask God for it. Here's what that means. It means the deepest desires of humanity were placed in us by our creator. And the deepest desires of humanity can only be met by our creator. Christmas, Advent, the incarnation is about God coming to give himself as a gift to us. And he is the greatest gift for one reason. He is our greatest need. He's our greatest need. So all over the world, there's people placing their hope in things that will disappoint them. People placing their hope in the government passing new laws, humanity getting its act together. We've had a few thousand years to try that. It hasn't gone well so far. People placing their hope in maybe I'll get this gift. Maybe when the new year comes around, I'll change this about myself. What we really need is Jesus. He's our greatest need. And those who hope in him and hope for him will not be disappointed. John 10 says it like this about Jesus. It says, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Father, thank you so much that your son, Jesus, came to the earth as a man to meet our greatest need. Thank you that you didn't leave it to us to determine what our greatest need was, but you gave us what we truly needed. And Father, we just confess right now that whatever it is that we feel we're lacking, it's ultimately found in you. And so Father, we turn all our hopes to you, we turn all our dreams over to you, all of our longings, all of our desires, and we know that if we ask you for the things that we want, Lord, you will fill not just those spots with those things we ask for, but you will fill the need behind those requests. You will go deep to the absolute root of our needs and wants and desires, and you will fill them and meet them because you created those to be met in you. So Lord, we look to you knowing we will not be disappointed and we thank you for the gift of Jesus which never fails us and never lets us down. We love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen, amen. Well, thanks for taking this time to listen and be in the word of God with us. If you've never given your life to Jesus, then you need to go to our website, mynewhope.ca right now. When you get there, you'll see a graphic on our homepage that says the gospel. Click on that and you'll be able to watch a short video where we share the best news you'll ever hear in your life. It's more important than whatever else you're doing right now. So stop whatever else you're doing, go to mynewhope.ca and click on the gospel. If God has blessed you through this message, we'd love to hear about it. Shoot us an email at info at mynewhope.ca and let us know how God has impacted your life through his word. If you're in the greater Vancouver area, 
I want to invite you personally to come and be a part of New Hope Church. We believe God is doing something real special as we grow together in our faith and love for Jesus, and we would love you to be a part of it. And finally, if you'd like to support the Bible teaching ministry of New Hope through financial giving, you can also do that through our website. Just go to mynewhope.ca slash give. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for being in the Word of God with us. And always remember, God is with you.